Yet here, Laertes, aboard, aboard, for shame, the wind sits in thy shoulder of your sail, and you are stayed for, there, my blessing with thee, and these few precepts in thy memory. Look thou, character, give thy thoughts no tongue, nor any unapportioned thought his act. Be thou familiar, but by no means be vulgar. Those friends thou hast, and their adoption tried, grapple them unto thy soul with hoops of steel. But do not dull thy palm with entertainment of each new hatched, unfledged comrade. Beware of entrance to a quarrel, but being in, bear that thou a post may beware of thee. Give every man thine ear, but few thy voice. Take each man's censure, but reserve thy judgment. Costly thy habit as thy purse can buy, but not expressed in fancy, rich, not gaudy. For the apparel oft proclaims the man. And they in France, of the best rank and station, are most select and generous, chief in that. Neither a borrower nor a lender be, for loan oft loses both itself and friend, and borrowing dulls the edge of husbandry. This above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day, thou canst not be false to any man. Hello and welcome, I'm Douglas Bowles and this is 42 Minutes, a podcast about meaning from SyncBook Radio and distributed by thesyncbook.com. You can find our archives at 42minutes.com and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at SyncBook. It's Monday, March 14th, 2022, Pi Day, and it also means that we're on the home stretch to Treefort, which begins next Wednesday, March 23rd, and runs until Sunday, March 27th. Tickets and info can be found at treefortmusicfest.com. Today, for 42 minutes, we have the pleasure of meeting a band of brothers. Milo Bybee is a trio of brothers, some from the same mothers, whose whirlwind mix of lo-fi, hard-hitting alt-rock comes together in a fiery arrangement of organized chaos. Formed in Boise during the pandemic, their catchy tunes and punch-you-in-the-face energetic presence makes you want to cry, cheer, and break something all at once. All very usual lockdown feelings. Unconventional and energetic, Milo Bybee consists of Tyler Schlagenhoff, lead guitar and lead vocals, Wes Schlagenhoff, bass player, and Koji Krill, drums. Milo Bybee performs at Treefort 10, Wednesday, March 23rd at 6.30 p.m. at the Mad Suite Brew Hall, and on Saturday, March 26th at 3 p.m. at Boise Brewing. It's always fun to meet and chat with a Treefort local. How are you doing today, Tyler? I'm very well, Douglas. Thanks for having me today. Well, thanks for reaching out. I'm, I'm happy to have, I mean, so that's the thing about Treefort is there's just so much. And um, oftentimes it's just by chance or coincidence that I, I bump into new uh, interesting things. Let's start with news, though. So... Um, just last week, I think it was, um, Treefort made a health announcement and decided to open up Treefort, so to speak. So they're lifting the uh, vac- vaccine and testing requirements and making masking optional. Um, did you? How how does this news 
come to your band and did you know did you find this surprising or you know how do you feel about this yeah yeah so um yeah i did see that announcement and you know first and foremost i um you know i i i trust the tree fort you know festival um gods and the, those on the festival team to obviously do what's what's best for all patrons of the festival but then uh, festival but then in turn you know tr trusting everyone who's attending the festival that they're doing what's best for them um you know us as a band um unfortunately uh, or fortunately i guess however you look at it um we all have had covid um and we've gone through it everybody is okay and you know we're all vaccinated we've done what again is best for us and what's going to be safest for our band and so we're going to proceed accordingly you know i know they're still suggesting and recommending masks um you know to, to those uh, attending the festival um and for for me personally um i will definitely be wearing a mask you know between our sets when we're walking around um, and, and, and attending all the other great music and all the other great things that are happening. But again, I, I really feel that, you know, moving forward, this is, this is currently in accordance with what's happening across the state of Idaho as well. But I trust that everybody's going to do, um, you know, what, what is really best for them and what's, what's, uh, what's safest for them. Yeah, they definitely were kind of in a, an interesting spot. They find themselves in these hard spots regularly, but it seemed yeah. like, uh, just you know before the festival almost everyone you know city and statewide have you know have kind of decided that the mandatory masking is is over i know boise schools lifted that and then also boise yeah. city and all their facilities and so it would have been a really difficult spot for them to be in uh yeah yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, one other thing I'll add there too is, you know, as far as doing their due diligence, you know, I know that they're, they're obviously always taking a look at the vaccination rates and the, you know, how many people are getting tested across the state to ensure that the, you know, the numbers are as accurate as possible, but also doing their due diligence on, on other reports as far as, you know, water quality and what they're finding um, in, um, you know, other studies across the state that's not necessarily strictly from those who are being vaccinated or those who are getting tested on a regular basis, but doing their due diligence on other data that's out there and that's available uh, to make the best informed decision for everyone. And then also, you know, Tree Fort, um, this is currently back to its regularly scheduled time. Um, but before the pandemic, or sorry, because of the pandemic, um, it had to change, you know, their time last year to September. And so the last tree fort was in September with a quick turnaround now until March. And I know from last tree fort, I mean, they took literally every precaution possible to ensure, you know, the, the, that safety was maximized for everyone from at that time, you know, masks and, um, you know, any little precautions as far as, you know, just putting sanitizer, sanitizer around and just all of those precautions. And I was just, just very, you know, it was hats off to the festival organizers on doing their due diligence in that right. And then I, again, I have full trust that they're going to to do that this year as well, even though that, you know, precautions have been lifted a little bit, not precautions, but the mandates have been lifted, um, but that they're still doing, going to continue to do that due diligence, just again, to ensure everyone's safety. So then you did attend the fall edition of Tree Fort? I did. Yep. I attended it as a, a, a viewer. We weren't, um, 
necessarily an established band yet the, when you were to put in for that tree fort as an artist. Um, so definitely went as a, a, just a participant of the festival as I have in years past. Um, and yeah, made a, the, actually last year was the first year um, that I actually had a full pass to the festival. And that was uh, just a, an amazing experience. And uh, yeah, definitely attended that and was happy with the results. So then you've attended uh, other tree forts partially or, you know, so what is your, what's your tree fort history like? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm uh, from Boise originally, and then I moved away for several years um, and I was gone for probably, this is what year 10, a tree fort. I was gone for probably the first six tree forts. I was living in, in Alaska and it was kind of hard to get back during that time. Um, but the last three tree forts. Um, yeah, I've attended, um, either in, you know, partial capacity, you used to be able to buy individual tickets to individual venues for individual shows. Um, and then because of the pandemic, um, that kind of change, you know, for, 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 um, obvious reasons, just to, to limit the amount of people in and out of particular venues. But, um, then that next year I attended partially. So I would buy, you know, day passes and, and check out things on the main stage. There's also a lot of, like outdoor um, uh, venues and then also some free stages that you could always check out too. So, um, and then also the ale fort, I always participate and go to ale fort and check that out. So for the last three years going on four now, um, definitely gone to and participated in tree fort in, in multiple different ways. So what, with your full pass this in last, this past fall, what did you, you know, what kind of memories do you hold on to? And, you know, what was, yeah. what was that experience like for you? Yeah. So, um, it was it, from having, from going to, you know, just kind of the, the casual, um, uh, tree fort participant, you know, where I would go to, you know, kind of pick and choose my things because I was buying maybe day passes to actually having a full pass had to be, of course, a lot more strategic in my scheduling um, with a full pass, you know, to, to obviously get to everything that I want to see because there's just endless options that are all amazing, um, which is what I found. And it was really, it was really hard because obviously there's a lot of things that you can't go to and that you're not able to make it to. Um, you know, there are things that you really want to see, but I think that's also what keeps me coming back um, as not, a, not only in, not from the artist perspective and actually playing in Shreveport, but comes, keeps me coming back as actually, you know, a festival participant um, and just getting to see the array of, of, options like obviously i'm a big music fan but i don't go to tree fort just for the music or for the bands but the live podcasts i find really entertaining um drag fort i've always found really entertaining and a lot of fun um and then of course ale fort um really you know like being able to have you know just the the wide array of options that you can go to and also the the um just the artwork that's on display and provided by other artists from not only in the community but from all over the place and it's just a it's just a very um it's a very special special festival of course and i'm from boise so of course i'm biased to it um but uh, i just think you know from a from a national standpoint it's, it's just a very special festival yeah so then uh any like real big standouts as far as what you musically saw last fall? Yeah, definitely. I think that's, again, one of the other amazing things about Tree Forward. It's just all emerging artists, right? So out of the, gosh, 500 plus bands that are usually on the lineup from year to year, I maybe know, gosh, just a handful of the bands. 
Um, and that's one of the, the best things about it is you leave tree Fort with gosh, so many new bands that you heard that are just amazing. And, you know, I got to check out a band called prism bitch who was on the light, uh, the main stage last year and also played at the Alcora out of New Mexico. They are amazing. Uh, they were amazing musically. Their stage present was amazing. And I know they're coming back this year. So they're definitely favorited on my schedule right now that I'm, that I'm going to check out. Um, one of my, uh, um, favorite times at tree fort last year also was checking out japanese breakfast on the main stage um i was aware of japanese breakfast and have had heard the band before but they were doing a lot of really great things i know they they were working on um you know a, a song that they had uh they were they were partnering with a video game series to get their song in a video game. And that was released. I know the lead singer was, she was putting a book out. And so they were doing a lot of other things aside from their music, but they were also really kind of at the top of that emerging artist lists playing on some of the tonight shows, et cetera, and really, and got to see them um, on the main stage, which was just an amazing experience. Um, and then, you know, from a local standpoint, always love seeing built to spill. Um, and, and, you know, Doug is, has been doing this for a very long time. He's a master at the, at the craft and just always, always love, love seeing him too. So there's, there's definitely a lot of high points, but then there's also, you know, coming up, it's, uh, um, there's a lot of really, uh, there's a lot of bands coming to this tree fort that I'm really excited to see that I was aware of either beforehand or did see last year, um, that I'm excited to see again. So really looking forward to this one too. Well, I need to interject like I was really impressed with the professionalism of the jazz, Japanese breakfast main stage experience, and that had everything yeah. to do with. I mean, oftentimes, <clears throat> um, oftentimes, you know, so you're with at a festival. You know, you have a lot of bands going on and off, and you have to get everything set and tuned, and you have a very short amount of time. And and I I don't know. I mean, a lot of the bigger acts might have their own people working in certain respects, but, you know, so there's a lot of sharing of facilities and space going on. And so right. it just seemed like they, you know, like the Japanese breakfast was just on their game where, you know, they had all their, everything was ready to go. They were on time. It just was, it just seemed seamless as far as the performance went. And then it was a spectacle. It was big. You know, they had, you know, beautiful costumes and, um, the lights and everything. It just felt like, like one of the really good mainstay shows that I've seen at tree fort. You know, it was, it was, I was really happy, um, that it was as good as it was, you know, just because they're not, they're not like a giant act like you're, you're, you know, I mean, they're definitely moving in that direction, but, um, they just really, uh, deserve that headlining aspect. And I felt like they, you know, they headlined the whole festival that year. It really was great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fully agree with that, you know, and it's, uh, you know, for me is, and I'm sure it's the same for most people, like, um, you know, part of the the thing that, you know, you, you enjoy about music is it allows you to have like an emotion, you know, an emotional experience. And I built that kind of from, from the opening second from Japanese breakfast, just to the close. It was just like, not only an amazing, you know, not only amazing stage presence and, and really good music, but just an emotional experience the entire time. Um, you know, everything that you just mentioned um, and just, uh, yeah, just, I, I, that was definitely a highlight um, for me, you know, and another one that I'll give a mention to also, 
um, which is something that I appreciate about Treefort too, is, you know, you, you're able to kind of get outside of your box musically and like kind of what your, um, what your music tastes are, you know, to see other artists and Lake street dive was another one on the main stage last year that wouldn't typically be my genre of music that I navigate towards, but were absolutely unreal um, and very captivating in all of the ways that that we just mentioned about Japanese breakfast. And so that was really another another highlight for me from the main stage perspective um, that I was able to walk away with. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so then looking forward to this year, are there any any things that really stand out that have, you know, sparked your interest as far as um, what you're interested in checking out? Yes. Um, so for the past, gosh, two years or so, I really started getting into a band called We Were Promised Jetpacks. Um, and I was just super excited to see that they were added to the lineup this year. Um, and I'll be checking them out. I believe they play, I'll have to double check with the schedule, but I believe they play at like 11 o'clock at the Lennon building on Sunday night. Um, and they are, they're definitely the top band that I will make sure um, that I see just because I've been such a big fan of theirs um, for a long time. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see them. Um, I'm also really excited to see Snail Mail. I uh, listened to Snail Mail for a while. I know that she's going to be on the main stage, which is which is going to be really fun to see. And then the OCs, that's another one I'm really looking forward to. And of course, Kim Gordon, you know, from Sonic Youth, that's going to be really exciting to see as well. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also, again, you know, biased being from Boise, but I think we have just top-notch amazing talent here um and it's 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 one of those things like when you when you have a huge festival like this you know how do you approach the local bands that you could see a lot of the time do you try to see them at treeport or do you try to see them on other local shows you know outside of treeport because there's so many traveling bands um and there's definitely you know at least one or two local bands that i may try to catch you know depending on um, on, on scheduling that, uh, I'm really excited for like a local band. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of a local band called James Plainrec. Um, they're, they're, they're going to be playing as well, but I'll, I'll, I'll look to try to catch. And it's one of those, you know, I've seen them several times, but they're always just really progressing with their music. Um, and so that's one locally that I'll, that I'm really excited about too. Yeah. So I'm just going to, Spark these off in real time since you mentioned. So the we were promised yeah. jetpacks. They're playing at 11 p.m. at the Linen Building, and so that's interesting because that will be pretty intimate. Um, as far as definitely, like, I bet you that's going to be pretty raucous. And they're from Scotland, and they had like a yeah. a giant hit in the early aughts in like uh, 2000 and five i think but everyone will recognize a number of songs if they check that yeah. out and then um just for fun i'm gonna call up prism because i i spoke to a band from seattle called smoky brights and they also mentioned yeah. how great prism bitches and they're playing um it looks like the sonic temple blue and i don't know that's a new venue for me i think there's a couple Sonic Temples, and I think one of them might be the new Treefort permanent facility that is by the movie theater in Bodo, but I don't know that for sure. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to learn. Do you know anything about that? About the new Treefort venue? Yeah. Um, all I know is that it's 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 coming. I you know I've seen that kind of 
essentially ground has been broken up. I see the building was broken, but uh, the, the building was already there. But I know that they've, you know, started tearing down walls and doing some work on the inside, I believe, which I don't quote me on this, but I believe it's supposed to be, you know, opening summer 2023. Okay, so believe. it's not part of the, it's not one of the venues for this tree fort. As far I as don't you believe, know. no, as far as I know, it's not, but you are correct that I believe that Sonic Temple Blue is a brand new venue this year. Well, there's a Sonic um, Temple Red also, and so... Yeah, um, yeah, I saw that as well, but I, and I do, I'm not sure how that's going to be organized. Maybe they have two stages in that area. I'm not quite sure, but I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out, only because, not only, but A, it's Prism Bitch, checking them out there, but also B, it's, it's a, want to try to check out as many of the new venues as possible. Well, Prison Bitch is also playing, so they're playing Saturday at 5.50 at Sonic Temple Blue, and they're also playing at Boise Brewing, which you're playing at. Um, yeah. And I think the Boise Brewing show is an outdoor show. Can you remind me where Boise Brewing is? Yeah, I know the state. So it's it's uh, the stage is going to be set up right off of Broad Street um, downtown. And it's, uh, it's, it, I believe, and I, again, I could be wrong on this. I think this is a new stage as well. Um, at, le- at least the location. I know Boise Brewing Company has been doing a lot of work to actually have a venue out back, even outside of Tree Fort. And I believe that's where this stage is going to be set up. Um, maybe it was there last year. I just don't recall, but um, it is going to be in the back of the, uh, of the uh, brewery off of Broad Street and is an outdoor all ages concert. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Uh, yeah. Um, well, let's, let's talk about your band, Milo Bybee. Um, you guys yeah. truly are all brothers. Yeah. We are. Yeah. We, uh, um, Wes in the band is my, is my, uh, you know, my, my brother by, by blood. Um, and he plays bass for us, does some backing vocals. And then our brother-in-law Koji, married our sister is um our drummer and so yeah we uh, obviously aside from the band spend a spend a lot of time together and <laughs> have known each other for a long time <laughs> and then do you do you find that i know there are a lot of brothers in bands that there's um you're able to communicate more easily because you have you know you've you've lived with him for so long yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, each of them individually are, are, are amazing musicians in their own right um, and, you know, have had their own things going on and have their own things going on. Um, Wes um, uh, has, you know, kind of his own solo project where he does a lot of um, singer songwriter type stuff, which is really, really great stuff to, to listen to as well. Koji's been in a lot of bands throughout the years of, of all sorts of different genres. Um, and same with me, you know, I've been in all sorts of different bands, you know, separate from the guys for years from different genres. And yeah, I mean, just, just having that foundation and knowing them, you know, on a, on a personal level, definitely, you know, lends itself to, to, you know, us being able to effectively, you know, work together. And, you know, I've wanted to write music with, with Wes for a long time, um, just because again, we growing up, you know, we both started kind of playing the guitar and then, um, kind of went our separate ways as far as, you know, moving out of Boise and, and doing kind of our own thing through school and, and different things for a while. And then all really, uh, Wes lived in Los Angeles for a long time. And then we all kind of were to a point where we moved back to the same place. Um, and then just the, 
you know, the, the stars sort of kind of, kind of started to align uh, where we uh, really going into it with no expectations, you know, all just knowing that a, I wanted to be able to jam with these guys, you know, and have fun. We, we have the opportunity to have kind of our own dedicated practice space. And so really just started off as more of a, Hey, I want to get back into, you know, jamming with some, some people and, and again, really going into it with no expectations, but it's, yeah, it's just been um, a lot of fun and, and especially so just working uh, with those two in particular. You mentioned that you, you had moved away for a time. Where, where did you land for a while? Yeah. So, um, out of high school, I went to a college in North Dakota in Minot, North Dakota. Um, and I was there, I played baseball out there. So I was out there, um, for about five years. Um, and then I went to school to be a teacher and then I went and I taught in Alaska for about seven years. Um, and then, uh, made my way back to Boise. Um, and then my brother, Wes, he, uh, Actually, he came to Minot as well to play baseball the last year that I was there. So we got to actually play on the same team for one year, which was the first time in our entire lives we got to play on the same team, which is kind of incredible. Um, and then from there, he actually, um, he's in the, the film industry. He's actually a screenwriter. And he went to school um, in Los Angeles at the New York Film Academy for years and then and was doing a lot of stuff um, out in Los Angeles for years. Um, and then ended up moving back about, oh, geez, three or four years ago or so. And I moved back about six years ago. Um, and then Koji, um, Koji's been here uh, in, in uh, the Boise area um, from the beginning. What about music scenes and other places? Did you guys, was that a passion of yours all your life? Or is there something about Boise that, you know... Um speaks to more of a, like a music scene kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting, growing, interesting growing up in Boise, you know, I was heavily involved in the music scene, you know, going to, to local shows at, at, back then there was a place called JD and friends, you know, that we'd go to a lot of shows. Now it's, it's the handle. Well, you kind of date yourself a little bit by. Yeah, which... right. I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, actually, what's really funny about it is, you know, I was underage, you know, going to, the shows at JD and friends, but the way they used to have it set up is they would have the bar in the middle and then they had a chain link fence around the outside of that bar drinking area, where if you were underage, you could go to shows there and walk around the outside chain link fence. That's how they kind of separated, you know, the, 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 uh, above age from the underage, um, and would attend a lot of shows there at JD and friends, um, which was, which was really fun to see, but then also used to go to a lot of shows at the, uh, knitting factory before it was the knitting factory. It was the big easy. Yeah. Um, and then we have a local um, place here. It's actually a, a big bomb shelter um, that, that serves as um, band like practice spaces now, but they used to do um, some really neat um, shows back in the day. And then of course, you know, your, your house show, you know, those were always the, the, the really fun ones. And, you know, in, in early, late high school uh, days to go to and check out. So yeah, I used to go to a lot here and then, you know, it was interesting in North Dakota, um, in Minot, Minot's an extremely small city, you know, about 30 or so minutes from the Canadian border up in, um, in Northwestern, uh, North Dakota. And it's actually got a really good little music scene there. There was a couple different DIY venues, um, that was really just run by a couple of, you know, buddies of mine that I had there that was, you know, all on a volunteer basis. And, 
um, was able to, you know, kind of kind of do that almost DIY house show type feel. Um, but then just got in really early with a couple of those guys, you know, there in that scene um, and joined a couple of bands early on there, um, joined a um, kind of a folky um, indie rock band there uh, called Little Hero for a while. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Got to play, you know, kind of all over North Dakota with that band, played in Bismarck um, a couple of times in Fargo. Um, and my not, and then, um, later on, once that, you know, kind of, kind of ran its course, joined actually a, a, a hardcore band, which, which was a, a little left of center of my, you know, my style that I would play. And then also that I would listen to, but was actually a lot of fun. Um, and that band was called She Hurts the Music. And that was, that was a lot of fun. Just, you know, every weekend at the very minimum, we would just go and play pop-up shows, you know, at this little DIY venue and it had it, uh, it again it had a, a really um a really unique little music scene there that was super close-knit um everyone knew each other everyone knew what bands you know to go watch and you'd go support one another and, and check out everyone's shows um which was really cool and then um when I lived in Alaska I originally lived in extremely rural Alaska in a little village and there definitely was not the opportunity for that. Um, and then I, but, you know, continued playing music myself and brought my acoustic out there and, and then went into Anchorage and Anchorage is, you know, it, it doesn't have, at least from what I was able to see, it doesn't have an extremely strong music scene, definitely brings in, you know, different acts to different places. Um, but I, I never ended up, I shouldn't say it doesn't have a strong one. I never found that, you know, kind of that avenue for that, that uh, music scene where I would fit within um, Anchorage. I didn't actually even play music for a long time when I was in Anchorage. Um, but then really, you know, coming back to Boise kind of, you know, obviously got back into it again. And then that's where I, from a, from a Boise music standpoint, from, you know, back in the days going to JD and friends to where it is now, it's just a, it's a, it's an incubator. Um, I feel from a, from a talent um angle like i just think we have really 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 good bands and musicians here um and you know trying to to hold my you know being biased aside and being from here i just think we have extremely unique talent here and a and a, a growing um uh uh platform for the diversity in music that i'm listening to and that i'm hearing um especially here in boise and obviously tree fort you know really really helped to put that on the map um, and it's kind of, kind of amplified what was already here and what was already growing. But I, I definitely think that Boise is kind of that, I won't even say untapped resource anymore. It's really that super, super strong, um, not only because we have this large, you know, festival that brings bands from all over the world, but the local talent that we have here, I feel is just, is just top notch. And then the duck club, you know, so Eric Gilbert's been able to kind of realize something that has been hard, which is, you know, you have touring bands that are coming through the area, but not stopping because, you know, either they don't think the crowds are there or the venues aren't there or whatnot. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I think back to where I lived in Seattle for a while and it seemed like there was something going on all the time. But at that time, I could only afford to go to just a few things a month, um, whereas there was always things happening. <laughs> and it's funny because in Boise, you know, it's like there was only a few things that would happen a month back then. Yeah. But definitely now there's there's great shows all the time. 
And so that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and inspiring. If I want to date myself, I would say that I went to the same place that you did, only it was called the crazy horse at that time. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's then you bring that up. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, and then Alan opened um, the Neuralux and just kind of the crazy horse became, it's, it's too bad because it was, it was an all ages venue, but the, definitely there was, there was more money uh, at, at the Neuralux because you, you have a, yeah. a product that people want there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely probably now, you know, when you're mentioning, you know, things going on all the time now, I mean, it, it really is. And, you know, really can attribute that to Eric and what duck clubs doing. Um, and, uh, you know, other people in the community too, that are, that are really instrumental and, in, you know, just not only from a music standpoint, but just the, you know, the arts Boise is a very artsy artistic town that really supports and, and promotes its local artists, which I think is amazing. Um, and you know, the, the, the Neuralux now is probably my, you know, that's the one I go to most often to check out, you know, shows on a regular basis, but also, you know, the Olympic, uh, the Olympic here in Boise is one of my favorite venues. We had the opportunity to play there, uh, last year, which was a lot of fun. Um, and that's just a, it's a really unique, um, um, venue. I'm not sure if you're familiar. It's, it's above, sure. it's upstairs. Above, yeah. It's become, above Mulligan's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just a mainstay of tree fort. So like yeah, all those great absolutely. little, um, close. Well, so the thing I was remarking on last year was how many new outdoor stages there were that were really pretty close to the main stage in the fall, yeah. which was great. But, um, yeah, there's, it's nice to be able to run from the Neurox, the Olympic, the, the shrine, um, it, and it, it, there used to be the bouquet, which was right in that same neighborhood too. It's too bad that that, cause that's a strange old quirky bar also, but I, I it hasn't worked out for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what's, that's what I find interesting from year to year too, you know, even aside from tree fort or outside of tree fort, just, you know, like the Elcora is a good example. Like it's not historically like just a concert venue. Right. But it's one of my favorite venues during tree Four. like it's perfectly set up for it. I know they've even been doing some things there, you know, duck club's been bringing in some acts there outside of tree Fort. And that's yeah. just, again, that's one of my favorite places to go watch, watch, a, watch a concert. But I also think there's something to be said for keeping it, you know, minimalistic, like not having something on a regular basis at a certain venue, because then I think that drives up like the demand when you do have something at a place like that, which is just really cool. You know, the Lennon building is another one like that. Like you mentioned earlier for, uh, we were promised jetpacks, like just a very intimate setting in there. Um, a very cool setup, very cool stage. Um, and I think there's, again, something, I mean, they could do concerts, you know, every weekend there if they wanted to, if not more. And I think, again, I think there's something to be said for kind of the uniqueness of having it just, you know, every so often at Tree Fort, maybe, an, you know, another few throughout the year. And then it's interesting to see, again, outside of Tree Fort, how many venues don't typically have live music that are now moving in that direction because of the demand here, because of the talent here, because what it brings in, you know, especially as we're getting to, we're obviously still in that pandemic, but as we're getting to the point where it's safer to be around people, it's safer to be out in public and more people are starved for that and going to find it. Um, and I, I think it's just kind of that ripple effect, not only from the pandemic, but from what Tree Fort has really brought to our community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because if the weather is really nice, this this tree fort could be, you know, 
Um, I know that downtown Boise, in some respects, has been open for a long time, and they've been doing a lot of big concerts around the area for a while. Um, but it should be, it should be a big party <laughs> in a week from for sure. now. Yeah, yeah. And so it, especially it's... yeah, celebrating the tenth year of it, tenth birthday of Tree Fort, which is amazing. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, so you were mentioning the the hardcore band you were in stylistically really wasn't your wheelhouse necessarily. I'm trying to, you know, as I was listening to Milo Bybee, you know, since you reached out to me, I couldn't really put my finger on I mean there was this Boise flavor that's there. Mm -hmm. But and it um but my my Boise reference is is too far in the past. Um but you know, tell me a little bit about your style of guitar playing, and then um, you know what you think. You, you yeah. guys, your influences, and what you think you kind of sound like. It's an impossible question for a band, of course. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is kind of a. It's it's a funny question because I think every time I'm asked that, I give a different answer because you know we're we're unconventional in the in the right that you know none of us are like classically trans trained musicians like i couldn't i could probably tell you two notes on the guitar like what they actually are um it's it's mostly you know playing by ear what i think sounds good and then obviously you know putting that together when you're playing with other musicians but you know um i've always been a fan and obviously this is a hardcore band but but a different kind of hardcore than what i was playing in my band but um you know, Thrice has been one of my favorite bands for a long time, um, along with like a Coheed in Cambria, um, As Tallest Lions and a, a Deer Hunter, um, which were my kind of my core bands when I was really getting heavy into um, not only playing music, but going to shows every weekend and want to be just, you know, encompassed in that environment. So they've always definitely had a had a had an influence on me. Um, as a writer, but you know, across our, our our band, the three of us, we span pretty much every music genre like that's out there, and so we're able to pull from all over the place. You know, I mean, Jim Croce is one of my favorite songwriters ever, um, and we'll you know we'll listen to him on a, on a regular basis, which which obviously is a different style and genre of what we're playing now. Um, but then you know we you know we we write songs not with the intention of of you know we are in this. Uh, you know, alternative rock genre or indie rock genre, like not looking to necessarily fit into that genre, just really playing, um, you know, music that we want to listen to, that we really enjoy playing. Um, and that, that obviously we always hope that, that other people enjoy listening to. And, you know, it's funny, we've, we've, you know, gotten a couple of uh, reviews from, you know, bloggers and magazines, et cetera. And it's always, I always really love hearing other people's perspective of what they take from what we're writing and we're typically getting like that early 2000s you know genre um which is really funny to me because again that's nothing intentional but that's also the genre that like where what I grew up in like that was my time when I was really getting into the music scene and you know my brother being a little bit younger than me and and uh Koji you know being just a little bit younger than him as well like all around that same era you know, when we were really getting, getting, you know, finding our own right musically, um, but going, you know, a few different directions stylistically um, has been just really interesting to see what now is kind of produced under, you know, Milo Bybee and what we're, what we're recording stemming from all of those different backgrounds. So it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting, you know, to go down that journey, but then again, to also hear others' perspectives of, 
of uh, you know where they would kind of fit our style. Well, so I know um, you have your EPs available in lots of different uh, places, which is kind of how it has to be done these days. Yeah. Uh, I, I I know that I think you have maybe about five songs on Apple Music. Are you moving? Is this um, is this something that you'll release and put on vinyl, or is it something that's moving towards an album, or is there a strategy? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. So we, um, you know, during the pandemic when we couldn't go out and gig and play shows, and, you know, once it kind of moved past that, hey, let's just jam together to us actually getting, you know, some actual, you know, arranged songs put together at, at kind of a, a, in kind of a short amount of time. Um, we just decided uh, we wanted to, we had these, you know, five core songs that we felt really strongly about. We wanted to go actually, you know, record them um, and get them recorded. And uh, it's funny, we actually had, um, I had a birthday around that time. And, you know, we have a, we have a lot of support systems across family and friends and everyone kind of <laughs> pulled together and got me a, a birthday gift that uh, allowed us to go kind of fund this EP and record at the tonic room here locally in Boise. Um, and so we put those songs together with, you know, just kind of initially getting that content out there for people to get exposed to us to then lead to, you know, gigs and whatnot. But um, yeah, what that's, that's available on every, you know, every streaming platform right now with, uh, and our intentions really are to, you know, later on this year, probably the latter part of the year, um, actually record a full album, you know, aside from those, those five EPs. Um, and, and with the intention with that full album to, yeah, to do any distribution, any, any, uh, you know, vinyl, any, anything that comes along with kind of, you know, getting a, a full record out there, um, because we definitely have the content. Um, and so that, yeah, that's where that's kind of leading to. And, you know, we recording that EP and putting that EP out there again, not really having any expectations other than, Hey, mom, Hey friends, you know, like, Hey, take a look at these, <laughs> these songs that we that we recorded uh, that you can listen to, but then started, you know, to kind of get, generate some interest from some, from uh, some, uh, um, you know, people in the, in the, in the music business, whether that be bloggers or whether that be, you know, uh, record labels or interest in licensing tracks like that just started to generate a little bit of interest. But um, again, just still kind of, you know, with the, with the, the main goal in mind of just really producing good music, good content that again, we like, um, and then just kind of going from there. So as I mentioned, you're performing, you, you're kicking it off. You got a Wednesday show at 6.30 at the Mad Swede Brew Hall. And yep. where is that one at? Uh, so Mad Swede is actually, um, it's downtown. Um, I believe it's right next to, is it Tin Barrel? Okay. Um, off of, um, like off Bannock Street downtown and it's uh they there's actually two mad suites here in the valley uh and this is the downtown location yeah i believe it's right next to to ten barrel on bannock street and really we're really excited to, to to play that one um you know that's a it's gonna be an indoor stage mad suite actually does a lot of really neat things you know um throughout the year they're actually doing a lot of comedy there which is really cool to see because i feel like that's another area that's just you know from the arts world and arts perspective that just really, you know, deserves that support and deserves that platform um, because there's so many amazing comedians, you know, that, that, that need that stage. And we had one in Boise for a while called um, liquid. Um, but, you know, because of the pandemic, as other businesses had to, had to kind of pivot from that model, but Mad Suite is really, 
doing a lot of uh, live music and also um, supporting comedians. And so just really, really excited to play that venue. And then you also, so you guys got two shows this year, which is great. You're playing Saturday, March 26th at 3 p.m. at Boise Brewing, and we talked about that. What what can yeah. uh, prospective Tree Fort goers expect from a Milo Bybee show? What you know, what do you got in store? Yeah, so um, we we are are going to play some, you know, I'll, I'll call them quote quote oldies, you know, <laughs> from our EP <laughs> that people that people have listened to, you know, and then. Um, yeah, got some got some new ones in store for people that you know we really been working on and and uh you know our main goal is obviously just to to you know be as as um in sync you know in our content as possible um and just really you know sound wise just have a very tight sound um but also be very energetic you know as you kind of read in our in our in our bio we kind of we kind of float between those soft you know clean kind of twinkly guitar sounds clean guitar sounds to some really heavy kind of um you know uh, harder distortion, you know, like we use in our bio, you know, the punch you in the face type attitude, which I, I think <laughs> kind of speaks for itself, you know, like it, it just kind of hits you hard and just going back to that emotional aspect, like that's always our goal, of course, but uh, for really people to come actually enjoy, you know, enjoy the music and um, uh, yeah, leave with some type of um, emotional experience, like I mentioned before, which is what I always look for when I'm going to to, to see bands play. Okay, well, we're we're totally out of time, but I have to ask, what Milo Bybee? Where did that come from? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's a that's the uh, that's the golden question. So it's really funny, you know. Always coming up with a a band name is always that you know right. hardest thing. Yeah. <laughs> not it's not writing the songs. It's actually you know what are you going to be known as? And right. um, <laughs> we were throwing around all sorts of different names, you know, that we that we wanted to have. We didn't really we weren't like we got to nail this name. Like we were just like, oh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's put something together. And, and um, we came across, my brother actually came across this article um, that had the name Milo Bybee. And, and Milo Bybee is a long time, uh, like in, I think I want to say fifties. Um, he was the Boise local who is um, credited with inventing the finger steak. <laughs> which uh which is definitely not like some you know deep rooted like great story behind you know where this came from it was just like a we went in to record without having a band name um and obviously they needed that you know that band name and so um my brother just when we were there just threw that out like hey how about milo baby and it just really stuck from there and it's always kind of a a funny you know party story to tell (laughs) well that was 42 minutes thank you so much for sharing it with us thank you so much you bet you've been listening to milo bybee on 42 minutes more well you've been listening to tyler (laughs) of milo bybee uh for more information about them can be found on their link page which i'll definitely link to in our show notes for more information about the sync book our guests check out past shows subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, please be sure and visit our website at thesyncbook.com. If you like this podcast, check out others. It's currently all the Syncbook radio archives are free, and we feature a search engine there, and if you just type in Tree Fort, all the past archive links will appear. All this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com. Thanks so much, and farewell, my blessing season this in thee. <laughs>